Hello everyone. Coming at you uh, live from a post-typhoon hit Tokyo. Uh, yeah, we are on episode 44, episode number 44. This is FI Goes PC. And as always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. With me is our tired, hard done by producer. She's worked many hours uh, just keeping sane in the midst of mine and Pete's craziness. That is our producer, Winifred. Say hello. Hello. It seems like I'm always tired every time we do a podcast. You are pretty much always tired every time we do a podcast because it's way past <laughs> your bedtime. Whatever time it is that we're doing a podcast. Uh, yeah, it basically, I think it's a tranquilizer for your mind, the, uh, the old uh, podcasty. We do one just before you sleep, don't we? Mm-hmm. Usually, yes. Uh, or when you've just woken up. It's that kind of thing. But with us also, far in front of me, in a different corridor, in a different place. In a different room. In a different room. In a different universe. In a different universe is our ever so welcomed and also awesome and fan favourite, as always, the Unicorn Slayer, a.k.a. Pete. Say hello. Hello. There you go. We're going to have to project to each other and probably kill Wynn's ears, but that's fine. That's fine, yeah. She can listen to us. Our dulcet get tones. To it. Yes. Got to point out that episode 44 is a very unlucky number for certain people like the Chinese and, and the Japanese for it is uh, double death. It's funny because we've had this discussion about the number 13 in the past, but... Four, four and four doesn't get worse than that. The Japanese four is pronounced she, which is which sounds like death. Yeah. And so sometimes for numbers they use a, a different word, which is yon, which also yeah. means four. Yeah. There you go. That's your education. We like to inform and educate, especially whilst we're in Japan. So yeah, we survived the typhoon, a super typhoon, mm-hmm. a super typhoon with a name, <laughs> Terry. We've decided is a better name for it. Uh, so super typhoon Terry hit. Uh, Higgy-wiggy-wiggy-this. Mm-hmm. Um, basically hit us at nine o'clock on the dot, as yep. alerted. We had a bit of a, well, you heard the storm sort of kicking off on our last podcast somewhere. You'd have probably heard it. If you didn't, it was real. We can uh, testify we were here. But it got pretty gnarly for about three hours. Mm-hmm. It was pretty brutal outside. So yeah, the you... wind was howling. Yeah. Howling the rain winds. was horizontal. Actually thought, thought our glass was going to fly over <laughs> and, you know, all our windows. Because they're quite thin, actually. Yeah, there's no double glazing or anything like that. No, no. But yeah, we it must we survived be cold it. in the winter. Well, we were talking about how cold it was. I think I just heard a bat, actually. I think it might be a child. A child bat. Mm-hmm. A child bat. <laughs> bat. Batty child. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. We'll settle on that. <laughs> but yes, we've had uh, we've had a bit of rest. Not much. We uh, Wynn and I took a... 10 mile plus walk yesterday for no reason whatsoever. Uh, we just at did. At 2 o'clock this morning. At, at, right <laughs> after the uh, Typhoon Terry <laughs> had passed. Yeah. I was sensibly in bed. You were sensibly in bed. Or in bed, not that sensibly, mm. but definitely in bed. Doing I'm something. generally not very sensible in bed. Exactly. <laughs> 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 so, welcome to episode double, double fours. Uh, we have talked nonsense for a bit. Let's just continue our tour of our first impressions of Tokyo. We last time discussed Akihabara, which none of us can say properly, and also life locally, uh, where we are in the Bunkyo state of near the Tokyo Dome. We're not going to say more than that. But we did take, our second journey was to Shinjuku. 
But one thing we discussed that we needed to sort of elaborate on was all bells, whistles, singing, sparkly toilet, isn't it, Pete? Because <laughs> we, we ended on that. It's always yes. nice to end on a bit of a <laughs> toilet-humoured note. Uh, we have a toilet that basically has a life of its own, do we not? Yeah. You hear about this in Japan quite a lot. First thing Pete said when he saw it was, we have a Panasonic toilet. We actually do have... We do have a Panasonic, a Panasonic toilet. toilet. Yeah. And uh, it's got a lot of options, hasn't it, Pete? I'm still figuring out how to post to Facebook from it, but I assure you I will have it down by the end of the week. I'm pretty certain you can. I'm pretty <laughs> certain. And I'm pretty sure you can mail things to Dwarven Kingdom quite easily. <laughs> but there is a lot of things. Uh, mostly it's kind of an active B-Day. Spray mm -hmm. yourself in parts. You didn't realise you could <laughs> spray yourself with a toilet. But yes, this is a very Japanese thing. It's like if you ever do sort of research on anyone who's been to Tokyo, I think this will come up quite a lot. All bells and whistles, toilet. And our shower talks to us, doesn't it? It's got some lovely pictures on it as well, hasn't it? It does. It does have some it's very got, descriptive. It's got, it's got a nice bum-shaped line. <coughs> with a spray. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, then, uh, and then one that is just a female head. A female head. Is now, the it took us a while to think, does that elongate your hair growth? Mm -hmm. Or what? Is that like a burn? Is it for... a hair dryer? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It could be anything. We've actually found out what it is. We're not going to share it. Look it up. Research. Go mm -hmm. on YouTube. Make good use of YouTube. Research Japanese Just make toilets. sure it's YouTube and nothing else. Exactly. Um, but yes, I was saying, like, our shower decides to talk to us when you use it. Everything talks to you. It does. It does. The, the shower, sh the, the heating system. Yeah. It's all interconnected mm -hmm. as well. So in every room, if you're changing the temperature on your shower, it will play it out in the living room so everyone knows what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, but no one knows what it's saying. We couldn't even <laughs> get it on Google Translate because the voice doesn't. Crossover. Yeah, we tried, didn't we? Strange, yeah. strange thing. But it's it's quite an amazing thing. We're all very adjusted uh, now to the little uh, awesome little apartment we are in. It's going to feel like everywhere is a mansion after this, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's quite cool. I'm enjoying it. Tatami sleeping is good. Mm. I, I suggest if anyone does come out here, opt for a tatami room. It's an adjustment. They're so comfortable. Very they much are, yeah. so. Yeah, very much so. We're all sleeping on the floor as you do in the good old days. And you can't fall out of it. <laughs> can't fall out of it. <laughs> but I, one thing I like about our apartment just now whilst we're on it is everything's kind of like a ninja village. Like we've got little secret passageways and doors. You don't know what is covered and what is. Have you found those people hiding around? Yeah, them? yeah. I hear them at night crawling mm. across the ceiling. Yeah. So, yeah, we have active ninjas, real ninjas, because we are in Tokyo. Yep. Real, not abstract ninjas, not the ninjas of China, the actual ninjas, the OG ninjas. The ones that know what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those Chinese ones are rubbish, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> or politically incorrect. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to move on and they start talking about... They run around hating people, don't they? <laughs> well, they just... Uh, they're trained assassins. So we have to watch how we sleep, and we have to sleep in a certain way, otherwise we get spanked, basically, by ninjas. So we are now going to start talking to you about the trip to Shinjuku. We have limited time and resource and mentality. So uh, Shinjuku. What would you say Shinjuku is famous for as eyes into Tokyo? Like, if, if you don't know anything connected, like I do, a series of games that I keep playing... Uh, but basically, what would you say Shinjuku is famous for on an outside-in perspective? Because you you don't know Shinjuku, right, Pete? Like before? No. Nope. So I would probably say, because, uh, you know, Akihabara's all the collector's mm -hmm. stuff and comics, we discussed that last time. Shinjuku may be the red light district, I think, is yeah, famous Yeah, there for was that. a lot of that, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, I think Pachinko 
I think it's quite a big pachinko area. Pachinko、mm. is a Japanese gambling game.、Mm. Entertainment theaters. Yeah, theater. Kabukicho,、mm. which is in Shinjuku, is obviously the entertainment capital of Tokyo, meaning theater theater area. Kabuki theater, basically. That's the Kabuki Street. Is that Cho <laughs> Cho Street? Uh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the closest thing. <laughs> Maybe Boulevard. It's definitely something along those lines. But yeah, it's it's famous for kind of that. There's a really massive tower in the center of it, which is now a cinema.、Uh, it could have always been a cinema, but it's a pretty elaborate cinema. Pretty pretty funky funky sticks. Obviously, it's the one area of Tokyo that I kind of knew the orientation of from playing series of games, Yakuza, which I think. Made that area super famous for a lot of people in the West for very different reasons, <laughs> but、um, it's interesting because when you go there as an impression, you might have had that kind of、uh, navigation structure. There are a few iconic things from the game that exist there, but the most of it is a lot smaller than the games portray. I have a theory that a lot of it's gone as well, like it's been built up and redeveloped over the years. You mentioned that it was kind of like. GTA in LA, like how it's really mapped out almost to scale to, to reality. Yeah, yeah. Like Grand Theft Auto V is, I would say, because it's a lot vaster. Yeah, as a world, it's basically like going to LA in five minutes through, say, the beach to Hollywood Hills is a five minute cut of the reality of it,、mm -hmm. which is more like a forty five minute trip. Right, but it's to scale. Whereas the Yakuza interpretation of Kabuki Cho is bigger. It's more expansive、mm. because that's your world. Just the city district is your world, really, in the game.、Mm -hmm. But what's important to point out if you ever go there is like the reality over the fiction. You see a lot of this stuff on on the internet. They do comparisons. But one thing that I noticed straight away is half of the、um, site I think has been redeveloped. The hotel district there, which is right at the back of Kabukicho. Where a lot of hotels, big name hotels, and a lot of the dodgier kind of hourly rated hotels,、mm. there are so many more. You know, it's a huge area. It's just a very cool place. Like basically Shinjuku, when you first come into it, one of the main、uh, train stations is there, like the main terminus.、Mm. Huge train station. Yeah, we、massive. saw we saw the、uh, Rugby World Cup headquarters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With the souvenir shop, well, I think it might have been a,、uh, a fan zone. Yeah, yeah, I think、I'm、you're not right. Sure, but definitely, I think you're right. It,、mm. it makes sense. It looked the, like it. it looked like the one that was in Hong Kong. Actually, it did, but a lot bigger and、mm. a lot more sparkly. That was connected to a hotel,、mm -hmm. and that whole area was like super impressive, wasn't it? Like、yeah. huge buildings, something that looked like the Gherkin <laughs>、uh, in London, but、yeah. a lot bigger.、Um, yeah, just massive brand hotels. Very commercial area. I would say that would probably be the locals' version of Rapongi, which is the Western version of that,、mm -hmm. where most of the、uh, foreigners go for business conferences and stuff. Which we haven't got to yet. We haven't done that yet. But Shinjuku, I would say, yes, you're probably right. When it's probably famous for entertainment,、mm -hmm. I think it's、mm -hmm. a lot of、um, historically, at least. Historically, yeah,、uh, a lot of activities there, and also red light district. And this is something I want to walk into because when you go into What, the red、Kibuka、light district. Yeah, we can take you back if you want. <laughs> well, I only go there when、uh, I'm having to wait for the light to change. Yeah. But yeah. basically, when we arrived opposite Kabukicho, the famous sign, which is the double the, red, the red line、yeah. pagoda thing, all lit up, really quite an incredible sight. When you first get there, 
you we literally had that massive screen behind us playing BTS. Yes. Which you had said in your preconception, you know, being a <laughs> Korean pop band. Yeah. And it was quite ironic that we were seeing them live They're in everywhere. Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the ground support was enormous, wasn't well, it? There was there was a good twenty, I'd say, teenage girls. Yeah, standing yeah. around filming it, and some teenage guys that looked like girls. Yeah, but yeah, they were. Everyone was in lines filming a TV screen, mm -hmm. probably because which I don't was know why. an advert. It was. I don't think it was even the actual live thing. It was an advert for. I've got a feeling it thing. might have been the whole disc on play Who's because that? yeah, because what by the time we'd gone in, the songs had changed. Mm. So I think they were playing it live, but the, the reason these guys are filming it is beyond me. I don't really mm. understand it. However, BTS, really big, big shout out to them. Don't know if anyone knows about them, but they're a Korean Everyone pop band. Everyone knows about them. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, they've been in England and all sorts nowadays. I always thought Every, BTS... Everyone except my mom. Mm. <laughs> I always thought BTS stood for something like Dolby Surround Sound. What? You know, like it's a new form of surround sound, but who knows what it stands for. No, it's the super version of the uh, British telecom system. There you go. Mm. It's the Korean British telecom it's super. system. There you go. So that was quite interesting to have a Korean band. You'd mm. think it would be a Japanese one. It's not like they haven't got enough. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> But as we kind of walked into Shinjuku and the Kabukicho area, the first sort of impression you come into is you see, for me anyway, the stuff that you're familiar with in the game, Don Quixote is on your left. Don Quixote, which is just a massive store that sells everything. Yeah, it's like Woolworths yeah. back in the day in England, mm -hmm. or it's like uh, Target, but slightly more um, cheaper than Target in America. It's a bit the, closer to Wilkinson's now, I think, in the UK. I think you're right. W Wilco or Wilkinson's, something mm. like that, yeah. Um, the thing about Don Quixote, though, it's a big brand out here. And in the game, it's obviously an icon because they try and emulate the city as much as they can. The one in Kabukicho, I can't guarantee it. You can look it up and people can YouTube and drop comments, which they never do. Um, <laughs> basically, I think that was the first one here. I think that might have been the flagship one. Not sure. Definitely one of the older ones. Mm. But as we walked in, we were seeing signs almost straight away for a robot restaurant. Yes. Weren't we? Everywhere. Everywhere. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find a they're robot. Not, they're not little signs. They were they were the whole side of buildings. Oh yeah, uh, they, they were really impressed with their robot restaurant. Yeah, um, didn't see it. Obviously, nope. didn't really look for it. But there was a robot show. Yes, and it confused us somewhat <laughs> because from the outside of this thing, it looked a little bit like you were waiting for a mop ride in England, the carnival mm -hmm. fair stuff. It looked a lot like the you know, the um, what do I call it? Like the uh, funhouse spread. Yeah. And I had two massive things that two Western dudes, probably Americans, were sat on the chairs. Like you could sit on and it everyone was like took a photo photos. Up. Mm. Yeah. But what thing Pete observed is that the Japanese found that more interesting than the actual robots, like two white guys <laughs> yeah. were so they were taking pictures of white guys. Yeah, yeah. As if we're a rare commodity, you know? So that was interesting. <laughs> with the lesser spotted white dude in Kabukicho. Yeah. Mm. But that show was family friendly. Yes, everything around it wasn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but this is kind of your main host bar, hostess bar. We saw a lot of kind of hosts actually in the street having photo ops and modeling yeah. cameos and all this stuff going on while we walk around. If you play the game, Yakuza, you'll know about this somewhat. It's the reality of it is quite similar, actually, like to the game as far as hosts and hostess and all this stuff. 
We did see a lot of the restaurants from the game within the cinema complex, which is kind of, it's just cool. Like, it's a bit of tourism if you're ever into the game or if you haven't played them and you suddenly get into them. It is quite similar to life, I would say. But yeah, we actually ended up stopping off at um, a kind of seafood barbecue shellfish place, which is a chain. Yeah, 24-hour chain. Yeah, we, we actually started off by going to a pizza restaurant with a service charge and it didn't open for another hour. <laughs> so we thought, That was kind of hmm. weird. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was very strange. So we thought, you know what? We'll be back. <laughs> they didn't look closed. We went in. They explained the service charge. We looked at each other and went, all right. And then she's like, okay, our next table is in like an hour and 15 minutes. Mm. And it was empty. So, mm. yeah. Some things that are very obvious in Japan is that I think there's two traps. There might be a Western price over a fixed Japanese local mm-hmm. price. Maybe. There might be a case where it's a Japanese only place and you're not really allowed there if you're white or Western or any persuasion that's not Japanese. Mm. There are also places that I would say locals only go, but you're very welcome. And from the pizza place, it felt a bit like a tourist trap. I'm not going to lie. It felt a bit like a Piccadilly pizza restaurant. Everyone there serving was female as well. I don't know if you noticed. Mm. They all looked like they're in a female rock band like Avril Lavigne, but Japan. <laughs> and we left that place quite quick and snappish. And we found this amazing place that we, on initial thought, thought, oh man, we found a gem here. This is a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> Subsequently found that there's about 560 <laughs> versions of this around There's at least three more, haven't we? We've seen a lot, yeah. Yeah. And basically... To explain this place, very similar to what we talked about with our local bar, kind of a tapas spread. You get small plates of different things. But this place had a barbecue. A tabletop. A tabletop barbecue, barbecue. yeah, yeah. yeah. Designed for a shellfish. Mm -hmm. So fresh shellfish you see in tanks as you walk in. They deplete throughout the night. Because you're barbecuing the hell out of them. There's clams, scallops. Oysters. Mm. Some kind of crab shell thing as well. Some uh, crab shell mm. thing. Or crab with a shell. <laughs> shell crab. <laughs> Shelly crabby. Crabby thing. Yeah, but... Squid. It, a squid shell crab. <laughs> no wind just shouts squid every now and then. Oh, yeah, she, uh, oh, yeah there was squid. Yeah. You're actually right. There was actually squid there. Was there was squid. But it was an impressive place. The menu, absolutely huge. They had mm. an English option where you pretty much get given a tablet... And mm. you translate everything into English, and then you pick what you want, and you order it yourself. Genki does this in Hong Kong, which yeah. is a sushi chain. Order by about. iPad. Yeah. This did it here. Really helpful for us. Really helpful for us. So if you're coming in from England, all of these things are really good for you, because mm. you get a taste of Japan. Absolutely no Westerners in this place. Nope. Very local place. Again, the setup was quite amazing. It looked like... It looked to me like a fish market fisherman's restaurant. Like, you come in after a big haul... You go there, you have a few glasses of sake, beer, whatever, and you have a ton of fish, right? Mm. Mm. Very similar to the traditional stuff, tapas places in Spain, by the sea. Very, very similar vibe. Really awesome. We all had what we wanted. Pete had nothing to do with seafood because that's what Pete does. He's a unicorn (laughs) slayer. I Um, have had some. You have had some. You have Mm. tried a lot, actually. I'm going to give you a kudos. You've been very open-minded. But you had a really incredible chicken soup noodle. Looked kind of like China in its presentation. It was good though, eh? It was it was vast. It was lovely. And then the uh, the ham and cheese croquette on the side. There you go. Yeah, that's the Dutch nod. 
Because mm-hmm. obviously the Dutch had a lot of influence here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Winifred, you had... I had a tuna don. You did. You had... I, I did too. Yeah, mine actually. was tuna two-way. So that's tuna, sa- like tuna sashimi, so mm-hmm. raw tuna, sliced up, a few little bits, sat on a ton of rice with yeah. seaweed running through it. Nori, toasted seaweed. Very good. You had the uh, expensive version, the better cuts. I had the pleb version, the standard... <laughs> Donkey in a uh, sushi restaurant version. I had that. And it was very good, wasn't it? Really yeah, good. it was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. If you ever go there, what was the chain called, you know? Because obviously it's all in Japanese, which makes it very official. Uh, I don't remember. It's called Squiggle Squiggle 5. <laughs> yes. We'll throw up a picture uh, somewhere down the line, probably on our comment feed that no one uses, and we'll show you all <laughs> what the chain is. So if you're ever in Tokyo... I'll put it on our Twitter that, there you no, go. that no one Perfect. looks at. No, no one you looks go at on it. a Twitter that no one looks at. <laughs> so if you're curious, all the seven people listening, uh, <laughs> I'm only joking. There's quite a lot of you. But if you are curious and you come into Tokyo, I, I wouldn't, uh, I would recommend this place like infinitely. The, the menu is really extensive. There's something for everyone. It's safe. It's good. It's very easy. It's very organized. You just pretty much click an iPad, whatever your order is. It's like ordering tapas on an iPhone. It's yeah. really quite awesome. Really good food, really good service. Mm-hmm. Quite Not an amazing place. Not that expensive for Tokyo, especially mm-hmm. in Shinjuku. Yeah. Really good deal there. And it's open 24 hours, which yeah. is the important thing. So you can do your bar hopping, whatever, if, if you're into uh, live robot shows. <laughs> Uh, family friendly or the alternative whatever uh, you come back there you have a good spread it's it's a really cool place one thing i will say about kabuki show just to wrap that area up we went at the kind of beginning of the storm didn't we because mm. this place is again it's like your broad street lang kwai fung it's kind of like your sunset strip um bars theme bars mm. strange weird bars <laughs> whatever it's all in that area and it's a very small slight area probably two or three streets yeah and then everything surrounding it is kind of like a weirder version of it be careful of tourist traps there i would say because you will have charges i'm pretty sure that's because you're foreign and i think it's just a way to cash in but if you are looking for a night out just drinks or something like this this place is 24-hour place it's just really safe it's a very good place to go we will throw that on the twitter I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit, we did a kind of haphazard rush through, didn't we? We weren't Mm. there for too long, but we will go back. We'll try and do some filming in that part of town for the series three, which is on the horizon. Mm -hmm. But after there, I was playing my annual Hunt HMV, wasn't I? Yes. Because I decided (laughs) I wanted to get a few things or at least check them out, see if they existed or whatnot. Uh, Some local music and things like this that obviously you'll find here in the place that makes it and we started off by going to the one local which was in an underground mall and it was three foot six wasn't it Mm -hmm. yeah it was very small yeah and it was very unusual like hmv here just to set this up bought the license off the british version it used to be the british chain all linked bought it off became an independent japanese company but they kept all the logos and they kept all of the colors and all this stuff, except for the one we went to first, which was basically HMV and Bookstore. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of it. And this was in Shinjuki, was it? In, it was in Shinjuki Station? station? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Underground stations in Japan are actually a wonder to behold. 
<laughs> it's almost like slipping back in a time machine to early English towns. You know where you had three cooks and you had all yeah. of that? It's it's a very big nod to that kind of era. Very cool, man. You see a lot of gems in these malls. They're usually attached to the station as a walkthrough or whatever. I'm guessing the rent is probably cheaper than the big shiny stuff. But it's quite cool. It's like a little uh, subculture in itself. You could probably make a day of it searching an underground mall <laughs> network, you know, because it's, it's quite interesting. Well, we got lost a few times trying to get out, we, didn't we? We get lost a lot. We do. The system of trains here, as we sort of approached last time, makes the underground look like basically simple mm-hmm. simple sand play. You know, it's very, 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 very complex here. Yeah. Just go online and search for a map <laughs> yeah. of the Tokyo yeah. subway system. Literally look at the metro. It's brilliant. It is. It's madness. It doesn't really help that when, obviously, it's in a different language, and when the words are so long, Yeah, like Pete was looking at the end of the words, which yeah. doesn't help because... Well, yeah, because we were searching for a station, and it mm. turns out that three of the stations have got this one word in them. Yeah. So I'm yeah. standing there going, look, it's there, it's yeah. there. And Wynn's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like north of that. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, the most complicated I think it gets in London is people get confused between the train directions. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they're coming back on themselves or mm. going to the right place because of double platforms. Mm. In Tokyo, that's the least of your concern. The yeah, concern, finding the right line yeah, is the concern, your start. Yeah, it's, it's just so vast. And the right... Mm-hmm train company yeah you know unlike say in hong kong where you in in a week you've mapped it all out here i think it'd take you a solid month just to know what you did that day well know? i think when you transfer like the word transfer here could mean three things one <laughs> it could mean stay in the station but go to a different platform different mm-hmm. line yeah it could mean get out of the station but stay within that area and go to a different company line or it could mean get out of the station entirely, walk across the street to the nearby station to get on that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, Like I said, it's a network, and it is vast. It's mm-hmm. super, super, super huge. So we were struggling because we were trying to find, um, oh, man, Ikebukura, is that right? Mm-hmm. And basically, Wynn has a memory, because the last time you were in Tokyo was with your family, and you stayed oh, It was many there. years ago as well. Yeah, it's, so we're going back about 10 years. Ish. Ish, yeah. And so basically, Ikebukuro has a bigger HMV. One, the small one didn't really have what I was looking for. Not at all. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it's also confusing. I've got to point this out. If you ever go to an HMV here in Japan, and you should because they're great, the alphabetical order is somewhat conflicted because obviously a lot mm. of these things are typed out in, mm. in Japanese. Some things have got Romanji, like R alphabet structure on it just to translate it oh it's so confusing it's very confusing and also the thing i noticed and it took me ages to notice because it's our culture to see everything lined up face at you in stacks you know that's how we do things in hmv in the uk or the usa where you have it flat everything in japan is on the side tilted because they're trying to compact more into smaller spaces and so you actually have genre tags that if you look face on you don't notice. So mm. you have to kind of swivel and see from a side angle what the name tags are on each of the sections. It's and then, the same as a bookstore. Yes, exactly the same as a bookstore. Mm. And yeah, man, it was it was mm. pretty brutal because you're kind of staring at things and just like, 
what what <laughs> you know <laughs> so we knew we needed to go to a big one just to cut to the chase we mm -hmm. went to Ikebukuro and that was an amazing area too because that's yeah. kind of um well that's the place with lots of lanterns and stuff wasn't it it was very lit up we There's, did go lantern chasing didn't we We did we yeah. had that courtyard bit surrounded by all the british pubs and things and mm -hmm. all that for a bit when we came to the station it's a cool area it's a shopping district it I is think. a shopping district and what i realized because we stayed in ikebukuro uh, last time I was here. Yeah. But then I realized that the hotel that we stayed at was actually nowhere near the station. There's another big mall yeah. that's connected to that hotel that I stayed at. Yeah. So I took you to Ikebukuro thinking, oh, it's that area. Yeah. But we couldn't even get to that area. So yeah, we, we actually there found... There was another HMV, yeah. but I yeah. was like, this mm -hmm. is not the one I went to. It's, it's, <laughs> what's interesting about japan as well is we keep throwing these words malls up we've talked about them in hong kong and it's like a district mall and in japan tokyo especially you've got range sort of collection malls like we saw in akihabara where it's small condensed places with floors dedicated mm -hmm. to a certain genre of whatever but then you have malls like we'd have almost like america but they're stacked into skyscrapers almost all of them are like a department store almost. yeah they're, they're thinner aren't they they are yeah yeah but they're, mm. they're not like uh ground level strip malls or a thing no. that you'd find underground here you know rather than non-surface and it's very interesting man like these are monolithic these are kind of like every city you have london's got these sort of things new york's got these sort of things it's just important to point that out mm. it's also important to point out pete that when you go shopping around the world and you will because you do you do quite often i do you need to be wearing the right stuff oh, you need I? to be seen you need to be seen people need to talk to you and they need to approach you and they need to help you customer service especially in japan so danny how would i go about doing this well i'm not, glad not my advertising voice yes yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. very good <laughs> i'm glad to ask because <laughs> there is one simple solution uh they've been our sponsor this whole series, uh, series two in particularly, they kit us out with all the t-shirts you saw on that series. We talk about them almost all the time, we talk about them to each other. They're just very cool. And if you want to be seen, and we're heading towards a Christmas season right now, you want to go and you want to look fresh, you want to look better than anyone else, because it's kind of an original, it's a Hong Kong original. You want to go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo baits, because once people see it, they're going to go, oh, man, that's the coolest T-shirt I've ever seen. I want that for Christmas. And then they'll tell their friends, and their friends will tell everyone, and blah, blah, blah. And you should, because you're helping Hong Kong out. It's part of the Teespring community. That is teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash hobo baits. Very proud to have them as sponsors. Mm -hmm. Go shop till you drop, especially Christmas. Perfect Christmas present. Yep. Perfect timing, actually, because they, uh, you got to check their shipping times. Yeah. You know, and the yeah. Christmas rush. Yeah, in fact, yeah. you want to do it now so that all of your family looks sparkling on Christmas Day. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I think they'll probably do a nice Christmas hoodie. Everyone should do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a new, new take on, you know, yeah. this, the Christmas wear. Anyway, so go to Hobo Bait now and all your shopping needs. So, once you got to Ikebukuro, which was, like I said, an impressive place, we kind of came back home that day, probably had some... Uh, Saki and uh, another visit to our <laughs> I think local. We did. I can just stop you just to go back quickly. Oh yeah. There's been I don't, probably haven't seen it in the news, but the world's biggest HMV right has recently opened. Right. 
in Birmingham. Really? What? Yes. I did not know any of this. Oh. Wow. I've obviously been, been away for a while. It's in Dale End. Right. Uh, down by the old Carling Academy. Right. Whether it is that actual building or not, I need to check out. It must be, you know. Um, but it's, it's like I said, it's the world's biggest. They've got a dedicated performance area in there. Oh, that's amazing. They had something from One Direction in on the opening day. Yeah, considering the issues they had mm -hmm. last winter, that's actually very encouraging. Yeah, it's all to do with the new owner. Yeah. Oh. Um, and it, it is, you know, CDs, DVDs, vinyls, T-shirts. Yeah. To be fair, that's the best way of doing it because mm. it needs that kind of imprint again. Yeah. Sort of like the Virgin Megastore approach. I think it is better to have one sort of location and get people to go there Flags, rather than have, have a bunch of branches. HMV yeah. bookstores yeah. popping up in underground malls. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I concur. We lost HMV in Hong Kong. They're yeah. entirely gone. Yeah. Mm, well, so we, we sort of briefly covered we that. We had lost it in Birmingham. Yeah. We did almost. Yeah. I mean, the one staying in the boring. I'm sure that oh, was still. Yes, we've, yeah. we've been in recently, haven't we? That'll yeah. stay soon. But... Uh, the thing that's important to say, kids listening, is that, you know, music especially is on the rise again. There's a lot more local bands starting. There's a lot more mm -hmm. vinyl artists starting. It's an important thing to have as a flagship, especially for signings and stuff like this, because it makes you want to go to your high street. And that's an yeah. important factor. In Japan, all HMVs and collectibles, we actually had an interesting topic tonight because we saw a conversion shop nearby where they take your VHS and t transmit it. And Pete made a good <laughs> point of saying, well, you know, for a technologically advanced place, why does this matter anymore? That's obsolete. Mm, VHS to DVD. Exactly. And I think the, the simple reason is when you see HMV here or anything, mm. it's all collectors. I mean, people will literally just buy mm. a room full of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an interesting spirit, you know, like it is like our heyday. You used to be genuinely excited going shopping for CDs and stuff when you were mm -hmm. a kid. Now it's almost, I'll just get it if I want it, you know. Yeah, all you're on Spotify or find it online. online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's important to say that. Mm -hmm. And now we've promoted HMV quite a lot. Uh, we <laughs> should be given 15% of their yearly intake, I believe. I yeah, think. I'd I agree think, with that. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. 15's, I mean, mm -hmm. they can cope with that. It might bankrupt the company. But hey, uh, no, long live HMV. <laughs> so... We then came back. We probably did one of three things that we tend to do around here, and that's go to a sake bar. And it was that night we saw everyone being drunk, wasn't it? Like all the crazy kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The, a party in, in of the downstairs bar celebrating. Was that the night after? It could have been. <laughs> but basically, this is the bridge between Shinjuku yeah. <laughs> and then a very, very famous spot, which is almost the reverse. If Shinjuku is your modern, heightened entertainment capital of Tokyo, we went to the original old school markets of Tokyo, Uena. Mm. And that is, and was. Yeah, the historic downtown. Yeah, one mm. of my favorite places we have been. It's yeah. kind of like Kabukicho, but yeah. set down the clock about 50 years <laughs> back. Specifically, it's called Ameyoko, which is a street or an area that used to be historically uh, like a street, uh, sorry, a suite. <laughs> a street street. A street that it, used it to was be a street. street. It uh, is a street, and it used to be a sweet street. A so that's sweet what street. It's, it's sold candy and stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was like, there's a lot of things here, like, basically, mm. uh, Wynn's story, she said to us, was that Japan didn't used to see sugar as uh, an expensive thing, but then it became expensive. Like, it suddenly became, like, the salt rush in England. And so this area was famous at that point for having the sugar. And so it made all of the sort of traditional Japanese sweets, dango, stuff like this, mm. along that street. 
that would have been a hell of an era to see. That would have been like possibly Edo, would you say? Mm, in that probably, era? Yeah. yeah. And that they still herald it with the little mascot of the street, which is like a weird kind of Ayuban boss type frog. <laughs> frog that just stares at you with his arms folded. Not a it, real one. N- no, not a real one. Mm, unfortunately. <laughs> that would be the oldest frog in the world That'd if that awesome. was true. But yeah, now it's more or less Camden Market. Yeah, which it's is my kind of place. Which is something in our preconceptions that I said probably wouldn't exist yeah. here, but we've then found it. it I didn't does. know it existed yeah. before. Mm, so. Yeah. Again, I think I would liken it to Las Rampas in mm. Andalusia on the Costa del Sol Fringarola. It's that indoor market that meets the Camden market outside, mm-hmm. but absolutely amazing place. Really, yeah, really truly cool. amazing. We went there when it was raining, obviously. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, the worst time you can go. Uh, <laughs> but it was quite cool. You see a lot of these outside, like, bari sort yeah, of snack lots shops. Lots of izakayas. Yeah. Very Western-oriented, actually. A lot of mm-hmm. Westerners there. Mm-hmm. Again... One thing that surprised me is a lot of African and Indian guys selling goods there, which is a good positive thing, a bit like uh, Lang Kwai Fong. So mm. they're actually pulling, pushing you to all the shops and stuff like this. For Tokyo, an unusual place, mm. if I'm honest, um, but really positive. Definitely some great tourist stuff. In fact, if you come to Japan again, you'll see a ton of tourist shops. you got to think London. So yeah. in London, you'll have these tourist shops, high price, loads of sales. Mm-hmm. There's loads of tax-free shops here if you've got your passport. But they're still highly priced. Ueno is where you want to go for the genuine. Yeah, you get back to your market. Yeah, absolutely amazing. From anything from uh, Godzilla boxer shorts, Mm -hmm. which is fantastic, Mm -hmm. Uh, Godzilla hoodies, which is great. Uh, Your entire Goku from Dragon Ball uniforms cosplay, which was fun. And uh, Hobo Bait will move in at some point, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) uh, I saw a ninja suit. You saw a ninja yes. suit. Yeah, saw the yep, ninja suit. Yeah, yep. it was very, very quick though. Mm. It's a fast. It's a quick sale on a ninja suit. Once you see it, it's gone. There you go. Um, you got a bag there. I did. A very good bag. Mm-hmm. You've been searching for this in all of Hong Kong with famous markets, world famous yeah. markets, and you have to come to Ueno to mm. find your bag. Ueno is more Pete's bag. That's basically what we're saying. Um, I will. I will say though that unlike you know your, your Hong Kong markets and yeah. whatnot. You don't have people every five seconds going, come in and look at this. Mm. It's, it's, it's something that we found in well, Japan I, a lot. You, you're left to it until you work out. They don't bother you. It's yeah. Actually, yeah. actually the important thing of saying that's totally the reverse because where you bought the bag shop, you ended up having to tap the dude <laughs> who ran the <laughs> stall on his shoulder to say, yeah, I'm going to buy something. Excuse me. But yeah, I mean, this <laughs> is... like they literally don't want to look yeah, at yeah, you yeah, exactly. until they you They don't want to trouble you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think they take more amusement that you're in their shop liking their stuff mm-hmm. than maybe buying it, you know. Because the guy was smiling at us when we were looking at Godzilla underwear and stuff, you know, yeah. so maybe he's just a weirdo. It's almost like you're in their <laughs> shop, but they don't want to be intrusive. Yes. So but I they want to give you the time that's to look around, one, don't they? Which, which is good. Yeah, it is, it's, it's one of the best mm-hmm. aspects about Japan is that kind of, once you want something, they're really friendly and very yeah. helpful and stuff, but you have to in- initiate. And I, I do like that. It's a yeah, lot less pressure. Oh, you I don't like pushy people. Don't don't at all. Uh, I like to push people, but I don't <laughs> like them pushing me. Um, yes, the amount of cliffs I've been off since we got here is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and and Brenda's. Yeah, a lot of cliffs, a lot of Brenda's. I don't know why. A lot of Brenda's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cliff or Brenda, you know, whoever. I just push him off them. Uh, so uh, there you go. Um, but basically, oh, you God. can't haggle there. I don't think. I think no. haggling would be I didn't try. considered a cultural I slap think, yeah. on the face. Yeah. yeah. 
But it's it's an amazing area. And if you do, like I said, it's the Camden market of Tokyo. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Like, super, super close to it. I'd like to go back. Yeah. When yeah. it's not raining. When it's not raining. <laughs> One of the other th- point of view in this place was there was some seriously cool restaurants and little gimmicks or yeah, bars. kind of street stalls, aren't yeah. they? Where, yeah. you know, they've got, they've got like the covered bit where you can sit down. Yeah. And just theme stuff, like the theme sort of nanoscopic bars that you have to walk through weird floorways and stuff. (laughs) We saw a few sort of really old school, like, um, or you can sort of order whatever you want in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and they'll do it for you if they've got the stock, stuff like that. A lot of Japanese only stuff. We were pushed a few times by people pushing us to bars. That happened a few times. But that's always nice because the guys are practicing their English. So it's almost you can have a jovial laugh with them, you know. Well, even then they weren't very pushy they until weren't. you, you know, start to have a chat with all of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do because <laughs> I, I appreciate them. Well, they just want to show you the menu, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, then yeah, if yeah. you don't, if you give it back to them, then they're like, okay. You basically yeah. say it's not McDonald's, pal. See you later. But before <laughs> we got to Eno, I actually had a dip because I was feeling quite hungry. We actually had a dip in a cafe here. And I had that layered crepe. Mm. Uh, strawberry cake. Strawberry cake. Was it Domoko? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I gotta be honest, kids. That was one of the best things I've ever eaten. It was like Druckers back in the UK, back in the eighties, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was thriving, mm. but this place was like such a casual cafe. It's pretty much silly sandwiches and gimmick pastries or whatever. But this crepe layered cake was insanely good, mm. and that's a Tokyo own thing. So it was really, really quite impressive. Basically, the whole area of Ueno is what you want Shinjuku to look like. Mm-hmm. You kind of want that kind of together commercial. It's commercial, but it's local, and it's people being friendly, by and large. It's a good place to go. The Pachinko stuff, we saw two massive game centers there. Yeah. Now, Pachinko is something, if anyone knows anything about Tokyo culture, it's basically your Las Vegas element to Tokyo. These machines are your biggest gambling thing. Think fruit machines in the UK, but think something that looks like a mega mall with a buffet in it like in a vegas casino they're like five five floors aren't they yeah yeah of which three of them are pachinko yeah exactly and these these things are something to behold we're gonna mm. give it a crack actually pete and we're i will probably to, yeah. do it yeah we'll probably have a crack at it um see so you can win a the the carrot that you know the gimmick uh plush soft toy carrot Oh yeah, that's so you what can I want. Win that first, <laughs> I think you to win get money. Get a million yen prize. I want the carrot. Yeah, exactly. Just get a carrot. Yeah, <laughs> and hope and paint it gold, and then it's a uh, six hundred carat gold. Yeah, there you go. Um, I well, tell I'm you, put it on a stick and ride on your back. Oh really? Yeah. Not not Brenda or Cliff. No, no. Okay. You push me off that. <laughs> yeah. If you're on my back, I wouldn't push you off it. Uh, right, it'd be hard to. Uh, we all know how that'll end up because I'll have no legs. But hey ho. Um, so, pachinko is an interesting thing. From what I see, it's kind of like ball bearing ski ball. I can't really get my head around it. It's like something like a pinball machine or something. But it'd be very interesting to witness it. I'm very excited by that. Mm. We also might not be allowed in because we're foreign. Who knows? <laughs> Stay tuned. We might kids. have to look up the rules first. Yeah, we'll have to watch someone instead play of sitting it. there going boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Like two massive orangutans. Yes, but basically. Which we are. Pachinko is a big thing here. You see a lot of these halls. Uh, uh, Kihabara's got a few of them. Shinjuku had some main ones, but Ueno's one were the most impressive. You had the mm-hmm. Oriental Palace, and you had something else like big sparky, sparky bigs or something. <laughs> big apples in Big apples Akihabara. in uh, Akihabara, yeah. wasn't and it? And that is 
nuts. That's a skyscraper pachinko center. Yeah. You can't miss it. It's mental. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, pachinko. So we'll give you a view on that. But, yeah, so when I, I think, like I said, like my, my whole thing about Tokyo is district-based. So you have, obviously, Shinjuku is kind of a tourist trap. I'd mm. akin that to P- Piccadilly Circus as yeah. an area. Lots of tourist traps, lots of things that you'll trip up and fall into and stuff like this. But there's a lot of genuine icons of Japan there, you know, like uh, the taco yaki stands and all of this stuff and the highball bars. That is mm-hmm. very, very Tokyo. Highball being a soda flavored whiskey of whatever. Scotch usually, isn't it? Because you've had a few of them and winners and they, they're um, sneaking ninjas. I think the ones that we've had have been more the uh, either Japan's own mm. or they've been the American bourbon. Mm. We've had Jim so Beam like a few a, times. Yeah, a That's shot right, of Jim Beam, Beam with yeah. a soda, mm. and then some, and then you can get it flavored as well, so with a, like with yuzu a or yeah. uh, ginger ale. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they so. are really cheap, and they're super like when uh, when pretty much can handle one. Pete's had about six in a row and been absolutely. I can have more, but and Planet Unicorn Slayer. <laughs> I have to work. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't the whiskey that put me on Planet Unicorn Slayer. <laughs> no, it was the nine percent flavored ciders. It was, or, it, or whatever the hell. Yeah, the, we, were they hoibles? I can't I, quite dude, tell. It's something called Power Nine, and it literally yeah. sent you over the edge. Six um, cans of that, and I was a little bit gone. Well, that's <laughs> twenty-four hours you slept. So yeah, good um, thing we're not filming yet. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> but anyway, these are important notes because we're obviously helping anyone who's thinking about coming to Tokyo. Anyone who's from Tokyo is now laughing at everything we're saying because yeah. we're the idiots that come here. <laughs> Um, but I will say this, one thing that was incredible about Ueno, again, we saw a load of options. Obviously, a lot of these bars and stuff are set to Westerners, especially the Rugby World Cup. They're all tied in, so people feel safe there. It's not unlike going to southern Spain, Greece, or Italy, where you just do the tourist stuff because yeah. you want to get something you can order and things like this. Our producer's waving her hand at me. I just wanted to <laughs> add that Ueno is actually famous for the park and the zoo, which we haven't been to yet. So yeah. we've been to <laughs> we the did walk through the bit. park and we did gate crash into an idol session at a theater in a yeah. park, we did. which was interesting to say the least. Biggest audience member around us was a homeless guy. <laughs> but in the park, we did see a shrine. It was super spitty rain. It wasn't a good day, but the idol concert, you could just walk in and watch. Mm. And it was quite interesting to see that. It felt like you've achieved the Toko goal when you see an <laughs> idol singing in the park. You know, yeah. it was pretty much the nerd out <laughs> moment. Past an amazing natural waterfall as well mm-hmm. in that park. The park looks stunning. Like yeah, the well, lotus the, the, even flowers. the pond with well, I said the, the pond, the lake. Yeah, with, with the, the lotus. massive lily pads. Yeah, it was it, it was like it was insane. It mm. really was an incredible. It's right view. next to the university as well. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. an interesting area. Ueno Park. Mm-hmm quick walkthrough at night in the rain not the best time to go <laughs> but you still see that it's a magnificent yeah, it's place it felt like a very condensed hyde park you know but definitely japanese i think in a daytime it would be jaw dropping yeah now you can hear a siren outside me they're coming to pick pete up yeah he's had, loud. <laughs> yeah he's had nine night uh highballs nine nine eyeballs eyeballs i'm gonna call I them think what I'd be like after nine. Oh, geez you would literally need the <laughs> ambulance that, yeah. down the road <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Ueno, we didn't want to go to the tourist trap stuff, and there is a few, the bars mm. and stuff, all the Rugby World Cup things. We actually found something that Win had wanted to do since day one, and that is a legitimate old school ramen mm. shop. 
Now, ramen is something that in the UK <laughs> we know so we know as Wagamama. And no, it ain't, no, it ain't no. Wagamama. We know ramen is super noodles, let's be honest. Yeah, we do cup noodles. <laughs> well, this is the American interpretation is Nissan yeah. Yeah. cup noodles. It, 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 it is still the student staple in England. It is. But we, we have super noodles more, I'd say, or pot noodles, you know. Yeah. I guess. Or Tesco's 10-piece yeah, noodles. Tesco's 10-piece Which got me through my but first ramen, year of uni. Ramen, as you all know, because Wagamama is probably mm. the predominant place you'd get it in the UK. Yeah, yeah. In the USA, especially California, New York City, it's become a huge, massive boom culture. Now, I'm guessing, and I think I'll be right, this is off the back end of animation success from Japan. Like, Naruto, the main character's favorite food is yeah. ramen. I think to myself that's the reason it's flourished honestly or blown up as a thing but the problem in the west when you actually go to the usa or you go to wagamama ramen is something complicated it's something that's got ten thousand ingredients loads of different takes on it loads mm-hmm. of different thai fusion things blah 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 very hard to find the absolute authentic article you can in little tokyo you can in certain places and when you do find it usually there's a queue going six (laughs) blocks down the road right in japan ramen is a very old based on a chinese soup boat like they call boat noodle or or cart noodle Um, recipe right the word ramen just means pulled noodle yeah i I would say that it's the influence from shanghai liming yeah yeah but it's interesting, it's egg noodle base, right? So that's the actual noodle. So ramen is based on the same word. Mm-hmm. But it used to be a cart, that, like the original food truck. It used to come into these dynasty periods or Edo, uh, shogunate era, Japan, pull in a cart. Once they run out of stock, you sit by the cart, have your noodles and soup and all this stuff, and then you're on your way. When they sell out, they sell out like any good bakery in France, right? Same thing. But it's the simplicity of this stuff. And each territory in Japan has its own broth. So you can understand what you're eating from the soup base that you're having. Mm. Now, in the UK, it's just a generic pulled off instant soup base. It's pretty basic. But here, these things are things that only geniuses can pull off. These (laughs) are like serious craft food. It's like the best consomme you'll get in switzerland you know for your fondue it's literally a huge art form here and it's something that isn't michelin star it's not savvy it's not all like formal this is raw awesome grandma cooking is the way i'd call it yeah it's comfort food absolutely Mm -hmm. but super healthy another thing you want to point out man a lot of these crazy things you see in a western cups you know or here instant ramen they're not healthy at all but when you go to these places, you get one of the healthiest things you'll ever eat out here. It really is. You have your topping selections. It's all automated. The good ones, I think, are all automated, usually totally in Japanese. So you need to go with a Japanese friend who can tell you where the legit places are. <laughs> this one was kind of a fusion place, luckily, because it's in an area that's so good for English-speaking people. And they have, again, one of these ordering machines where you, you find what you want, click into English, and then you pick up your toppings. And it's important to say that each ramen dish comes with its traditional topping structure, a bit like a pizza, you know, but you can add your favorites to it. Extra egg, extra seaweed, extra whatever you want, more meat, whatever. Mm -hmm. And these things, when they arrive, are massive. 
massive, huge. huge. And we went to one that actually was a specific multi-regional famous mm-hmm. ramen shop. So you could have your Hokkaido style, your your uh, Osaka Kanzo style, your can Kanto sort of show you style. Mm. Amazing place, and it was your first ever time really having ramen, like yeah. a proper bowl of ramen. So you opted for your standard Dudley special. Yep. The hottest, spiciest thing you could find. Yep. Very good though, eh? Give me spice and give me meat. And yeah. I'm sorted. And I'll, I'll and tell you what, Pete, I, think, I think yours was the closest to the actual origins of ramen. Because mm. it was more that Shanghai spicy mm. sage yep. one flavour. So you actually probably had the classic classic. I knew We're that. talking the hamburger of ramen. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Of course you did. You, you are fluently cultured in everything now. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. I'm not Philistine, <laughs> <laughs> you did have your slice of unicorn on the side, though. Oh, yeah. But when you had, you opted to have the same as me, didn't we? we, we uh, stuck, similar, similar. We stuck local to Tokyo style. So well, we you said that Shoyu is the sort of Tokyo ramen. It is. It is. So Famous thought, for this well, region. First ramen in this Japan trip. Why not yeah. go for the classic? And then we'll branch out from there. But I'm going to point out something that's special with all our ramen, okay? The egg. The boiled egg yes, the is. is egg is literally slow cooked. I didn't get an egg. Hard. You didn't get an egg? No. No, he didn't. Oh, it's dejected. an add-on. Is it? Yeah. Oh, we added ours on. Add but this I type... added more meat. Yeah. <laughs> this type of egg is, is... Of course you did. <laughs> this type of egg is slow cooked in soy sauce mm. for a long, long time. Not on a high heat, low on heat. a low heat. Long time. And so you get oh. a very unusual boiled egg. Yeah. Where it looks like it isn't cooked, but it's totally cooked through. It's it's quite incredible, man. So if you're going to have ramen, you go to the authentic every single time, mm. right? We have the chasu, which here isn't, it's the same word for barbecue pork. But here it's pork belly wrapped in like a sausage roll. Like they kind of do it by hand and then they cook it out on a, on a char grill. And so it's slow cooked some meat and it's basically... In a salami slice that you just slice up and put it on your jolly. <laughs> can, can I just point out that I'm getting all of the hand motions while you're doing this? I am, this, yeah. I'm basically at home. Can well, say. I'm, <laughs> I'm practicing my sign rolling it exactly. and slicing it it's, in the it's air. It's important that you say this because it's absolutely <laughs> factual. That's why I'm sitting here giggling yeah, to myself. Yeah, yeah. If you ever listen to Pete giggling, it's because I'm literally enacting the method <laughs> on a podcast that's just audio. Yeah. We 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 have a mental block here. I I think I've got the worst one in Japan wins definitely got it in Hong Kong so I've collected the fever now I'm basically doing gestures <laughs> oh well but you know it's important to say because the the difference being in Chinese it's a honey glazed barbecue mm. plum sauce and it's very famous char siu stuff over there we all know that as roast pork in a Cantonese restaurant everyone knows what that is but in Japan it's belly pork and mm. sometimes people are thrown by that because they're expecting something else right yeah. But I tell you what, man, like, just, this was classic. There's nothing posh about this stuff, but I think you would struggle to ever pull that off. Mm. It's really quite a thing to pull off at home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to find, this place didn't actually pull their own noodles. There are places that do. We're going to find that place and have a crack at that, so expect to hear from that. But basically, there's your lesson in ramen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? The girl next to me had the shio style, so just the salt. Yeah. Uh, white yeah. broth. So yeah. I might try that next time. Which I think is the Kanzai mm. flavor, the pork broth, yeah. Mm. Then Hokkaido is no, cream. No, no, it wasn't pork. It was shio. It's salt. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the Pork sa- is a different one. I'm pretty sure it's the Sako Kyoto, that style. 
in right. that side. Yeah. Well, well, we'll check it out next time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we shall. Let Most you know. of them are bone-based yeah. stocks anyway. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, yeah, it's important. It's cool. <laughs> Anyone who's really into, really wanting to watch it or look into it, do so. The the actual chain that encouraged the creative Naruto was something we walked past actually in Shinjuku. Mm-hmm. He used to go to, I think it's Ichiran or something. I don't quote me. But basically, he used to go there as a kid. And kids do not like ramen, okay, usually, specifically. It's more of a kind of cheap snack for young adults, or it's an old dude's comfort food, right? It's nostalgia on a plate or in a bowl, so to speak. <laughs> and these, most kids will be like, no, I want McDonald's, I want fried chicken, I want, you know, all the exciting Freshness stuff. Freshness burger. Yeah, I want donuts. Yeah. I know I would like that. Freshness <laughs> burger, yeah. You know what wants. <laughs> but basically, like, what's important to say is this... The, the creative narrator actually grew up loving ramen. It was one of his favorite things. And because of that identification, he put it into his manga. And here we are in a changed world that appreciates yeah. ramen. Whoever said art couldn't change the world. Mm. Yeah. It's, when, it's cool. Weren't you saying that it was more of an adult dish? Mm. Mm. Kind of not something that kids are generally yeah. encouraged to. Well, I, I think, I wouldn't say it's, inco- I think they would turn a nose up at mm. it. It's very complicated. It's like us with veg. It's like you with veg. Or me with veg, yeah. <laughs> you. I'm quite all right with vegetables. At the young age of 31. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Pete, like, I think it's more like, number one, it's quite technically difficult for a kid mm. to handle a bowl that big, right? Mm. And it would be a nightmare for parents, too, because that, that stuff is going all over the place, right? Mm. But I think that it's traditionally just something that seemed too healthy for them. No, you know? you know what? Maybe it's because it's a one-person thing. As opposed yeah. to other kinds of cuisines where it's more like shared and it's more fun. Well, I, I think it's I it's more of a modern story. I think classically you'd always look forward to that. It's a very something that if you saw that cart roll up in the winter mm-hmm. in in you know Shogun era Tokyo, everyone's gonna wanna be a be on it's literally original <laughs> food truck food. That's an incredible thing to say, actually. I never thought about it like oh, that. Oh, I got another theory. Have you? Yeah, because Probably ramen's really cheap to make, essentially. So if they eat ramen at home, like mom makes it, then when you go out, you don't want that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Could be that. I think if anybody knows, they should drop us a comment, which nobody ever does. No, no one ever does. And I think I'd actually go to the guy who wrote Naruto and ask him. Should go and find him? Yeah, yeah, we'll, mm. we'll just knock on his door. <laughs> yeah, go and say that. Yeah, yeah, lives down the road and past the street yeah. and up the road and... Down the other well, street. we know where everybody lives, don't we? We do, we do. Yeah. Uh, we've Including got an app for it. We've got the sushi restaurant downstairs. Yeah. It's amazing, guys. <laughs> if you ever come to Tokyo, please download the uh, Japan app because you find out everyone's address. <laughs> amazing. Oh. Uh, it's like it's very helpful. I did did have a nervous reaction at the volcano warnings, but hey ho, yeah. that's a, that's news for another day. There's only about eighteen around, isn't there? Oh, there's uh, thirty five mentioned or something. Yeah, it's actually quite terrifying. <laughs> anyway, hopefully we won't have any more natural disasters. No more typhoons. Well, my phone wouldn't shut up. I know. Because it kept sending me the evacuation well, warnings. They warned that, yeah, but you were getting it every <laughs> for <laughs> some reason out of the three of us, you're the only one who's getting the messages. Something tells me they don't want us to live, but they somehow love the unicorns there. There you go. Yeah, well I've got five, six, seven, eight, eight of them. Yeah. Over the course of the day. I still get stuff from Hong Kong, which is weird. Like police warnings and stuff. Anyway, 
whatever. What that they're looking for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mostly, uh, they've they've found me that uh, awesome helmet that I was looking for. Mm. Anyway, so <laughs> so you can join into the riot. That's our wrap up of Ueno Shinjuku. Kabukicho. Kabukicho Ikabukuro. Mm. God, man, these things are hard to say. <laughs> we will come back next time. We're going to start filming this week. I think Tuesday is our kickoff point. That is coming up soon. We have a public holiday in the next 24 hours, so obviously we're not going to do anything for that and see what a public holiday looks here. I think it's going to rain too, so every public holiday usually has rain. Have you noticed? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have a public holiday with rain, I feel. Public holidays or festivals? Yes. Guaranteed rain. Absolutely. So we're going to tell you about uh, filming day one. That will come up next time, next week, same place. So stay tuned. Hopefully, we've informed you all, given you some seriously sound advice about ramen and some (laughs) things about Japan too, (laughs) especially Tokyo, which is where we are. We will tell you where uh, Naruto's creator lives. That'll be a future endeavor. No, we won't. No, we won't. We won't know because <laughs> we can't read anything. Uh, so, and we're not stalkers. Speak well, I don't know about yourself. that. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> we're just very, very positive support groups. That's what we are. Um, okay, so same place, same time next week. Hopefully, no typhoons, no earthquakes, no nothing like the such. Touch to Tammy. Here's win for the raffle. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the major platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop us your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is projectfia.rebelrated.